Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Hey. Happy Labor Day. Um, <laughs> it's the day after the World Championships, so we're here to give you what you want. That's which is right. all the storylines, all the breakdown, because we our don't thoughts, sleep. the uh, stuff that happened on the course, stuff it's that happened off the course. Two in the morning right now. Yeah, we've we never, recorded we this. Didn't go to bed. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. we stayed up planning the show, just so we could record it and release it at five p.m. And we spent the rest of the night cleaning up Salas' chocolate milk. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't watch that stream, you missed out. But we got a Patreon question of the week coming at you today. A little World Champ recap, Trevor's trivia, and then we're going to wrap up the show with the Power Rankings post-World Championship Power Rankings. Post-World. Should be a really good time. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends, friends of the show, Double G Crap Jerky. Double G. Uh, let me tell you why I'm excited about Double G, G-, G- Crap Jerky, because they got a brand new flavor right now. Can we right get some now. GGs in the chat? Yeah, can we get <laughs> some GGs? We got a brand new flavor. This is Ganon Burr's signature flavor, peppered citrus pepper teriyaki beef i still haven't gotten to try it but it sounds mouthwatering. that very, sounds incredible i'm very excited about this new flavor they also have a ton of other flavors such as hot boom sauce garlic lover's dream nate sexton sweet and spicy that's their best seller they got mcbeast barbecue they've got original smash crack pepper so many different flavors uh double g craft jerky is a great snack for out there on the disc golf course they also have a children's foundation so for every bag sold it contributes to the promotion of disc golf to the youth they buy discs and baskets for inner city children and have donated thousands to families in need of money for events. Um, if you're interested in using them as a player's pack item, they offer a one ounce bag. That's a huge hit for player's packs because it's a great snack out there on the course. They also sell hats like you will often see me wearing in videos. They do subscriptions as well. If you uh, want to do a three, six or 12 months option, and then you can set your quantity of how much jerky you want delivered straight to you every month. Um, yeah, so make sure to check out Double G Craft Jerky. Link in the description. You can get 10% off your order with code FOUNDATION. Highly would recommend it. It is a great snack out there on the course. Thanks again, Double G Craft Jerky, for sponsoring the show today. A beef jerky subscription is low-key a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Who would want that? So let's kick it off here. I have a piece of gum in my mouth for the first time, like possibly in like ten years. I don't know if I've ever seen you to get chew gum in my life. I just no, I just saw chocolate. I, I saw feel chocolate really milk. weird. Right, I now. saw gum when I was leaving my house. Like, oh yeah, I'll pop a piece. I also have it. And now I'm like, time. now I'm like, what am I doing? So if you hear random chewing noises or I just exit stage right, stage I'm going right. to spit the gum out. But anyways, I, I just have, I've net like I. It's just something I've never seen. I don't before. chew gum ever. I spend guy. a lot of time looking at you guys' faces because yeah. of how much I edit you guys, and seeing mm. you chew gum is a weird experience. Yeah, I don't. For me. I don't ever chew gum. I was Spit trying to stick it at the top of my mouth he's so I could just talk, and it didn't work. Spit he's it breaking out. the matrix. Just swallow it. Uh, if you have to spit it out, just go for distance. Go for distance. I'll just aim for Connor. Yeah, I'll catch it in my mouth. Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Patreon question of the week. Uh, so if you're not sure where this comes <laughs> from, basically we have our Patreons called the Heiser Club, and we have a weekly podcast called the Heiser Club Mailbag. The what? Where basically people ask us whatever they want, and we answer each and every question. You can check this all out at patreoncom so and you can actually sign up for a seven-day free trial over there as well if you want to check out all the content we're putting out before you decide. Be a part of the inside jokes. Yeah, but you, be a part of there is a lot Shea of inside Stevens, jokes. You're dead to me. Um, yep. Shout out Chris Crossley. Yep. Um, and you can also get an exclusive foundation foundation niche i'll call it t-shirt so if you want to get on real inside jokes and show up to oh, a tournament plug. rocking a rest in peace wheel shoestrick shirt the diehards will know where you got it wheel um, wheel so this wheel question actually comes from micah webb <laughs> yeah as in a wheel as in not will <laughs> yes sorry wheel shoestrick if you haven't watched our videos that might have come across very weird we have a He's wheel alive. <laughs> and we call him wheel shoestrick and i bash it against a tree because i got upset I was in our Respect. last video. I did a, like a "We Miss You" Jaime like little segment because the guy, one of the guys who threw a shot, did a shout out to Jaime. That was, and it looked like I, it looked like he was. He's not dead. He's Jaime. Very fine. young he's just kid. In Charlotte. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's chilling. He's, he's fine. Uh, Probably. Michael Actually, Webb wanted to know. <laughs> Michael Webb wanted to know if Isaac or Corey Ellis wins one more major this year, and Calvin and Simon either do not win again. Or win only one more event, and Gannon does not win again. Who is the player of the year? So I brought this question back up, yeah, because I figured it's a good it's talking a reality point. now. Isaac Robinson has won the world championship. Spoiler alert. Um, so Isaac Robinson now has two major wins. Then he was saying yeah. Calvin and Simon either don't win or only win one more event. And Gannon doesn't win again. So basically, if the season ended right yeah. now, or you give Calvin and Simon maybe one more win. Who is player well, of the let year? Let me let me paint it. Who who is not winning it again in this? Gannon. Gannon doesn't win. So Gannon's resume in this scenario: three elite series. Forget the silvers. Three elite series. 
if Calvin or Simon, who currently both have two elite series I'm pulling them up and no major, ver- verify that. But I if either so. one of them just win MVP, this gets very difficult. If either one of them wins a major and have a major in two elite, mm, it's still really difficult. I. I tend to think if Calvin wins USDGC, it definitely tips him for player of the year. Definitely. I would say without a shadow of a doubt, I know Isaac's resume is strong, but Calvin's resume is crazy this year because of where his finishing places have been and he would have wins to back it up. If Simon with an inconsistent finishing uh, resume and then also having two elite and a major, like if he were to win USDGC versus Isaac's two majors, really tough. If neither of them win, um, Isaac has them beat. Right now, the only person Isaac is you could compare him to would be Gannon, who has an extra win, but it's an elite series. Yeah, and I would say Isaac probably beats that. Yes. Um, what I will say is probably considering who wins tournaments this year, which a lot of them come from that group of players, and there's a good chance that they will win. You know, like there's a good chance that Simon will win MVP, and then. You know, let's say Gannon repeats at USDGC. There's going to be some interesting decisions to be made. Um, I think that the uh, Player of the Year voters would probably be hoping that somebody can just like clinch a little bit harder right now with that because it's going to be as tight as it's ever been. Well, I think if the season just ended right now, um, it would Robinson. go to Isaac Robinson, yeah, Player of the Year. In so. my opinion, a major win is worth two elite series. So as of right now, Isaac is at the equivalent of four elite series. So where it gets interesting is if Calvin wins MVP, has three elite series and the season, you could try to make the season argument. I think wins matter. And it's not like Isaac Robinson's had a really bad season outside of his wins either. I don't think that'd be quite enough. Simon, I think Simon, if he wins just MVP, I don't think that's enough. So realistically, in this scenario where Gannon's not winning, because if Gannon wins one more and they're tied, I think the tie goes to the season. Gosh, yeah. Uh, body of work. And I feel I could be wrong. Yeah, it would be wrong. I think it would go to Gannon in that if it goes to body of work. We'd have to look at the stats there. Close. But if Calvin picks up a major, it goes to Calvin. Yeah. Like w- if Calvin wins USDGC, Calvin's player of the year, no one can, re- even if Simon or Gannon or Isaac wins. MVP, I think if Calvin has two wins and yeah. a major and his body of work, well, here, he's player of the year. Here's what I can say. But Calvin is, can't win a major. I'd have to, you know, there is going to be some voting for player of the year. I think it's just the media these days that are the ones. So it's really going to be a lot of wins. Think I think the see. players and the media both get votes still. Um, and I can say that they are going to weigh Calvin's season his body of work really heavily because they all do. I, I always hear them talking about it. You know, I like to, I think it's very impressive. I tend to credit wins above all, but I can say that if Calvin is close, I think there's a great chance that he wins it and it's going to be interesting. Well, we've got a good, um, <laughs> we're in a great situation where you can make arguments for a lot of players. And I think that's where the player of the year yeah. is beautiful. It's more fun when it's this because way. they give it to Calvin. Okay. Well, if Calvin, if if the season ended today and they gave it to Calvin, there's a really good argument for Isaac. Yeah. Now, sure, Calvin's got a lot of consistency, but I think Isaac Robinson deserves Player of the Year as of today. And I also really like Isaac at USDGC. I really do. If Isaac wins USDGC, there is no argument. I wonder what he did there but last year. Let's look a, that up. Let's pull that up because you know you'd have to like him there because he's accurate. He can putt well. I just like his angle control. Doesn't have a forehand, but who cares? Doesn't I mean? I think that he's a guy who just overcomes sixth. that. Came in sixth last year. That's a tough look for the field. Looks like the dude is a master of momentum too because yeah. he could not be stopped. Now he well, lost he just, by ten strokes last year. Again, but he came in sixth. He was the, he played well though. Like yeah. I think that that tells you right there that he. He's there's a good chance he contends. I mean, if you look right, well, really, if you was, look at that leaderboard. You do have Gannon, Calvin, and him all within that top six. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> the because he went sixty two round one, which was like kind of his bad round. Then went fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty four. So he got progressively better. Fifty four yeah. scorching hot. Gannon obviously finished with a fifty two, also scorching hot. That was a hot round of the tournament. But USDGC is going to decide a lot of be, things. It's going to be awesome. But yeah. Um, to answer your question, I would say in the scenario you're giving me, if Calvin or Simon don't win a major, Isaac Robinson's player of the year. Um, 
Two majors is but pretty convincing. We'll see what happens. And there's a lot of arguments can be made either way. But let's get into the actual worlds now. That was just like one of the side talking points. A lot of talking points from worlds. We're going to start with the FPO side. No surprise here. Christian Tatar, wire to wire victory. Wins by six strokes over Missy Gannon. And then third place, you have Holland Handley. Um, this tournament was, it wasn't quite, in the end, it was a dominant performance by Christian Tatar. There was a little bit of a slip up in round four, I believe it was. It got with got within one. Yeah. On hole wow. 14. And Missy took a double on 18 and kind of started to fall away a little bit. Yeah. It got within one on 14, but then Kristen went three through three for three under through the last four holes, whereas Missy went one over. And so she was able to push it back to that, um, back to a five stroke lead and then gain another in the final round to, to finish with a comfortable six stroke lead. And that was with some layups on 18 as well. I'll say this. Missy Gannon played her heart out out there. Like she was, she had to play really, really well to make their, make any reason to watch FPO because of how, I mean, Kristen was just pulling away from everybody. If it wasn't for Missy, there would have been nobody even contending. Um, I no, think, yeah, Missy was well clear. Of the I field. think Missy Gannon played really well for that tournament. I, she did a great job and, actually gave herself a few chances to catch up to Kristen. It's just one of those things where like she just wasn't going to be beat. And I think we all knew that. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knew. Well, except what Paige. was happening. Well, yeah. Well, that's what you, you might be listening to this and be like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I follow Paige Pierce on social media. I thought Missy Gannon won. <laughs> uh, or if you follow Paige Pierce like a day after this, then you're like, what are these guys talking about? We'll give cover all that. So Paige Pierce on Saturday. Now, I don't know at what point this was posted. It would be brutal if this was posted on hole 14 when they get to one stroke. Yeah. Timing-wise and jinx-wise, that would that would be when this post made the most sense. Um, it but, was it was the hardest jinx of all time. It makes it's a it's the type of jinx that makes you think Paige had money on Kristen. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I that's know. not true. Paige but it's was like, on Paige was. She was on a anti-Kristen social media like uh, campaign, and yeah. then I think got called on it and tried to backpedal into being like, "No, I, I'm I'm a huge Kristen fan. I you love got the Kristen. original one. But I got the original, of course. I screenshot it. <laughs> Hunter, uh, when you see there's certain things in disc golf you see and you're like, they're gonna regret it's that true. screenshot. I've um I've got and you so gotta many have of those screenshots. So Paige Pierce said, "Wow, at Missy Disc Golf, which is Missy Gannon's Instagram." You're really about to do this. Of all the things I have called you in all our crazy accents, to add world champion to that, I'm shaking writing this. I love you more than you love your bedtime. I wish I could be there watching you walk up 18 with that giant giant smile and confidence in your step. Own the day tomorrow and soak up this final round. Everyone help manifest this. Send energy out. Our girl is going to bring it home in 24 short hours. Oh, and Tinker, and I think she tagged Missy Gannon's husband. Nice job to you too. Love you. Let me be clear. Let me be clear on this post. There's nothing wrong with supporting your teammate and friend. Mm-mm. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. However, posting that when she's down and tagging her f- when him. she's down five to Kristen, not even saying like, not even just saying like, hey, you can do this, blah, 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 but saying like, you're going to be a world champion. Like I'm shaking writing this. She's down five to the champ. greatest FPO player ever. Yeah. <laughs> like she's not. I read that and I was like, what are we talking about? I just about think that's an, it's just an interesting one. And I'm not going to like get, I, I'm not going to get too mad over it because no. at the end of the day, all she wanted to do was be supportive. Yeah. But it is just, it's just, it was a real head scratcher. Like if I saw that and I was Missy, I'd even be like, huh? Like, well, all I'm right. too superstitious. If I saw that and I was Missy, I, I probably would have DNF'd. I'd be like, well, I just lost. There's no point in me even showing up. I'm probably going to tank tomorrow. I, I, fascinating. Well, and we got to get to, there's an updated version now, right? Well, there is an updated version. So if you go to this post, um, so this is what happened kind of in between so in between that post goes up the day i saw it post round it sounds like it was written post round i don't know at what point it was written but it seems like it was post round four and like we said she was down by five um i'm imagining these stories are gone but yeah, yeah they, they're, they're gone they're, well it's 24 hours so they, oh, i don't think she deleted them i think it's just gone, man but then in between that i went on to Paige pierce's story because I just was going through my stories and she had like a picture on and said like, who do you think is going to win tomorrow? And the option was Kristen and yeah. Missy. And so <laughs> I voted Kristen because I was like, this is going to be kind of funny to see like 95% of her followers vote yeah. Kristen. Mm-hmm. I hit it. It wasn't a poll. It was a quiz. And when you hit Kristen, it told you wrong answer with a check next to Missy. 
What? Crazy. And so I like clicked I, that and then I laughed even listen, harder because I'm like, we are just like, she's just on. I'm going to spin zone this because we, this is what we've wanted for years is like a player to decide that they're just going to like get get out there a bit and like take yeah like get a little rivalry stirred up so i i think this is great but i but actually know but the problem this. is she backed down that's that the problem. is true we, there's still because like still two some slides later you have a picture of Kristen holding a trophy and she's like to be clear i've been a Kristen fan since 2019 and like wrote this whole like a Kristen love speech i'm like no 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 no, no. no. you already backed yourself in the corner you can't, you can't crawl out now we all you already showed us where your mind's at you can't just try to save it and i then, mean the quiz is crazy and then she Hilarious. edited the original post wrong she edited the original post and said wow this is going to be one of the craziest battles against one of the best fpo players of all time now we're kissing tail Kristen and Missy are about to give y'all a show tomorrow. I'm proud of Missy Disc Golf's determination and fight. Missy has been with me through it all. She's my best friend, maid of honor, and my sister. I'll be cheering you on tomorrow and taking the action from my living room. I'm so sad I won't be able to attend the final round in person. However, whoever takes this one down deserves a claim of world title. Be sure to send out all the positive vibes to the lead card as they handle the nerves on each shot and get ready to watch history unfold. Good luck to all the FPO players battling this out This is tomorrow. the funniest one yet, too, because, like, I don't know. When was that edited? How long? I don't know. Like, you know, most people see that post within... Like, everybody knows you changed it. But most of the comments... Editing a post after, like, the first 20 minutes that it's up, especially if you're as big as Paige, like, there's no point. I mean, I Everybody's think the only it. reason why it might make sense is if they're, like, it sounds like they're, like, genuinely, like, best friends. So if I had, like, a best friend in that situation, it would be fun. Like, it wouldn't be because you dislike the other person. It'd just be because you're, like, so much, like... Like your best friends with the person. That's well, here's here's my media wanting a storyline. Still to be an interesting, true, especially uh, her knowing her it. position. It's still an interesting. Well, post so I'm reading the comments here because so the comments didn't get edited, obviously, and the oh, post didn't yeah. get deleted. So most of the comments are just like coming after Paige because uh, there's a lot of Christian stands out there. Us well, a, yeah, us Estoniacs. Um, <laughs> and then Alyssa, uh, Paige's partner, said, "This is the craziest response I." To a supportive, supporting her to a supportive her friend I've ever seen. Barf emoji, heartbreaking emoji. Missy was one stroke back during the round. Not that crazy to think something similar could happen, and that's no hate to Kristen at all. Shows no one actually watched the round, just looked at final scores. For months, I've been trying to convince Paige that she's wrong about all the haters, but y'all are making my life hard. Dang, you know what, Paige? If you don't have haters, you're not successful. That's true. Just if you don't that, have haters, you're doing it wrong. Just keep that in mind, Paige. Here was my opinion. <laughs> Again, media wanting a storyline to be there and wanting this rivalry to really just ignite because yeah. no no offense to Paige, but I think she needs this rivalry to light a fire in her to get back to the page we all know. Sick. Um, I think that she, Paige Pierce, had before Chris and Tatar, the GOAT lockdown. I think Paige Pierce was unequivocally, you couldn't really argue, the greatest FPO player of all time. Mm-hmm. Enter Kristen Tatar. Yeah. Paige Pierce still in her prime. Um, realistically, you're thinking like Paige is going to be the first to get to six. She's going to, you know, she already she's has about all to hit a thousand rated. Yeah, she's about to hit a thousand oh, rated. Oh man, I forgot about that and one. And it too. all slips. We got to check yeah. the round ratings. <laughs> it all slips. So next thing you know, Paige Pierce ratings going down. Kristen Tatar enters. Paige is starting not to win anymore. She starts to change the narrative to say, "I don't care about winning. It's not about winning." Yeah. But then when she does win, it is about winning. And then Kristen just keeps winning 85% of the time. She walks on the course and everyone's just like, this is over. Why is anyone else showing up? Which is what we used to say about Paige. I, I would make that post. I'd put a poll up. The best thing that could happen for women's disc golf would be if Paige, like, recovered from her injury, got back into, like, her prime playing and, like, started challenging. Yeah, it, it, is, Chris, it, that would really be, it would be awesome. That's what we want. We want that so bad. That's what we had with Paige and Kat. That's why I'm trying to make this a narrative. It was it. It was interesting because you like rarely saw a page struggle, and as soon as Christian came in, it was like like a Wittershins happened in Paige's mind, and like she like completely changed her whole personality. It just went the whole opposite direction. Yeah, yeah it was. It's crazy. It, Kristen, though, you can't say enough good things. Kristen's a tar. Oh man, Kristen. Kristen round ratings. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, I do. Hashtag hashtag road to one thousand. We're tracking Kristen. Um, Ten thirty four. 1039, 975, 999. So she averaged over a thousand. Here's the thing. We plugged them in because we're close. Without factoring in the drops that are about to happen, because the ratings update will be what, Tuesday? Tomorrow? I'm not sure. Whenever the ratings update in September I is I think she's gonna hit it. You know we're a big rating show. Well, those <laughs> aren't gonna go on September. That won't wait that'll wait till October. But even still, I think it'll be close. It's this, be very close. This update is gonna be at least like nine ninety seven ish, possibly yeah. higher. 
So she might already hit it in September. If not, throw pink women's doesn't count. Ratings don't count there. Yeah. So it's really just MVP. Mm-hmm. If she performs well at MVP, which that course sets up for her to, mm. she will be the first ever thousand rated FPO player. Come on, man. She If she gets to 997 this month, she'll break Paige's record of the highest rating. 996 was Paige. Pa- yeah, they yeah. had those 996 forces. I remember that. So if she gets to 997, record's already broken. Thousand rated peers are going to go crazy. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> they, should make, they should do the same stamp that Brody did. Or the same design. The, the black with the gold. That'd be That'd so be funny. funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Really funny. And they should sell them with a hat too. And a hoodie. Hat combo. Um, the, the, so the interesting thing about the goat conversation. Because Kristen's getting into that conversation. Deservedly so. My goat. Um, is there's two ways to look at it. Right? One side. Greatness determined is determined based on accolades. If you go based on accolades. Kristen probably won't get there. I mean you got to just look at. She's sure she's got probably a few more years of dominance. All signs would point to that, but she is getting older and she's kind of entering um, this disc golf level of dominance late in her career. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got to take. Okay. I was thinking about the other day. If Kristen had entered the sport, like entered the U.S. disc golf scene, like the same, ta- same time that Kat and Paige were coming up, she'd be the Ken Climo of the FPL. I think she'd have like it would be interesting. I think she'd have like at least seven or eight world titles. We by can't now. overlook what Paige used to do though. But we never had we never had the Kristen litmus test. That's fair. But <laughs> That's I think, all I'm saying. I think part of I think part of Kristen's dominance is similar to Paul's dominance, which was not necessarily skill gap. It was the mental scaredness, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, I'm saying if like she could if she could have established what she's doing now, you know, the field's like in theory, the field has gotten better. If she was, I don't want to ride started, off the killer instinct page though of old. There was no Kristen. There was a cat, and Katrina Allen was darn good at disc golf back then. I know she lost by what was it, thirty nine this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we have. Started. I'm still shocked by it. I see it. She was thirteen over. Kristen finished twenty six under thirty nine. Yeah, she, I know you, cat you lost about, by thirty nine. This guy's tracking it. Yeah, I was, well, because I was telling my wife about it, and she was like, she was like, so who came in second? I was like, Missy. And she's like, who came in third? Holland. She's like. Where are the other two girls? Like, well, Paige is hurt. She has a broken leg. She's not going to be back. She's like, well, what about Katrina Allen? I was like, you don't want me to answer that. What about her? I was like, you're going to have to keep scrolling. But That's crazy, man. Back then, Katrina Allen was very, very good. Very, She is still very good. She's got something mentally blocking her up. She Kristen. was very, very good. No. I think Kristen's mentally blocking up the whole field is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, well, but so I don't think she would have mentally blocked Paige back then. What's to say? Because Paige hadn't built her brand yet. I think what hurt, Maybe. I think what blocked Paige, yeah, that's, that's in my true. opinion, is Paige built her brand on dominance. That's a fair point. And Paige point. was basically yeah. saying like, this is who I am. And I somebody, win. And somebody threatened it. And then someone stepped in and was like, no, you don't win. I win. No, that's, yeah. That's she didn't fair. have to and deal it's with like, anybody like, because like, again, whenever you're losing as you're like making your way up, you're not like... Like it makes sense because you haven't built that reputation yeah. for yourself. You're like building you the reputation. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it would have been a lot closer because I still think that Paige Pierce is capable of what Kristen Tatar is doing right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Kristen, don't know. if you watch Kristen play, she's not doing anything jaw dropping. She's mm-hmm. just not making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's and that's she's darn what Paige good. Pierce used to not make mistakes. Like if you go back, Paige Pierce played the game Kristen's playing. More, more OB now. I don't know, man. Come on. That's her worst. You're grasping at straws oh, here. No, I don't know. OB is Paige's worst nightmare. Nowadays, but it didn't used to be. Because it wasn't on the course. Because Kristen wasn't on the course. Kristen came in, pushed that narrative away from Paige, oh. and I think that's what shifted Paige's mentality to be scared. This is another classic LeBron MJ argument. Gonna, we need the time machine. Kristen is the OB in Paige's mind. There you go. Wow. That's a good one. That's, that's wow. <laughs> is that a t-shirt? <laughs> but no, I how still... many how many world titles? I'll, I'll say this. I think Kristen. Was she 32? 31, I think 32. thirty-two? I think she, over the next four seasons, she wins at least half. At least she wins at least half of the majors for the next four seasons minimum. I'll say that. That's what I'd look, agree. That's what it looks like to me. Until some anonym, uh, until some anomaly comes and like anomaly, yeah, you know words. Anonymity. <laughs> and still anomaly. until an anomaly comes in and there's a like there's somebody new to challenge this. I field, mean, another Kristen can always pop in. Yeah, well, we, we need one because this field's thing, not beating Kristen for a here's while. Here's the thing that we have seen the last two tournaments out of Kristen. She hasn't lost either of them, the European Championship or this. Mm-hmm. But she has kind of baltered with her lead. She's kind of walked around and just kind of. 
she's given up more than you would expect her to. She's oh, yeah. had chances to really run away. I mean, the European mm-hmm. Championship, she was up by like 16. And it got to like three strokes. I think she just gets bored. I don't know. Well, she doesn't have to push. I, I think <laughs> yeah. that's... But I think... <laughs> I don't know. It'll be, it's it's going to be interesting because she has lost. They don't like teach that. you in disc golf school how to play with a 20-stroke lead. That's true. Yeah. You're kind of like, what do I do? But she has <laughs> lost this season. Yes. She's not perfect. I think yeah. she's... And she's never come back from three strokes down. That's true. This mm. this giant of the FPO field has a weakness. Mm-hmm. I think it's between her ears. I don't think that she has the mental toughness of when she's back or someone's slipping. Here she she held on, but if Missy would have kept pushing and not double bogeyed 18, would she have? If Missy could have got to even going to the final round, would Kristen have won Worlds? It's something to ask because if Kristen's three back, she's never done it. She she can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. Not to say she's not going I, to, yeah. but as I of think, right now, she hasn't. I think that stat is more so because she's not off barely back. ever happens. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah. I think she's said. like ten for fifteen this year on wins. But yeah, That's, when she uh, when she is great at holding on to the lead, yeah. but we've seen leads start to slip out of her fingers, and I, I think I I think that it's similar to Paul, where she has this effect. That makes the rest of the field almost be entranced. And Paul used it to chase people down. Because mm-hmm. you would start to see McBeast mode mm-hmm. kick in. And you saw people just do uncharacteristic things because yeah, they were because terrified. terrified. Yeah. Because Paul, you, they could hear Paul's Paul's I think nipping at their heels. I think the field depth. I think Kristen is the, different though. Because I think Kristen, instead of chasing that, people dude. down, she's in the lead. And people are just like, well, I'm playing for a second because I can't catch her. Right. Well, I think the field depth, like there's only... I don't know, 10 to 12, maybe 15 FPO players who can even are even capable of putting up a round one score that Kristen's going to put up most of the time. So I think it's pretty hard for her to be behind after one round. I would agree. I, I think I think Kristen go. I mean, I would I'd like to know how many times she's gone wire to wire of those 10 wins. It's probably, probably been, most of them, probably, probably a good bit of them, which is just like that's the thing is like she jumps out to a lead. She coasts. I, I don't know. That's just she is FPO. What I'll say Back to the greatness argument, right? She is making a very good case to be the greatest FPO player of all time. The accolades, I don't think, will quite get there. I don't think she'll be able to quite match it. But there's a, there's this other side of the greatness argument, which is like the best, right? And there's like the, the greatest, which I think greatness includes like accolades and all that that comes with it. And there's the best. And where the line gets blurry of the GOAT, are they the best player of all time? Like Paul McBeth is the best disc golfer of all time to today. But he doesn't have the accolades to match Ken Climo. That's why there's this argument. Not because Paul couldn't go beat up on Ken Climo, because I believe he could, but because Paul's not going to get to 12 world titles. Now, he might match Climo in majors, but Climo didn't have the same amount of majors to play, or else no one would be able to touch that either. I think that's a Kristen Page situation. They're just a lot closer in time frame, um, because Page's career also isn't over. And like, yeah. Who's to say she doesn't come to Virginia next year and win a world championship number six? And now we're talking a whole different storyline. But I think she could. From the optics of it, Paige that, Pierce. That new London OB, though. Ooh. I don't think she typically struggles with wooded OB. It's the open OB. And then we said that, and then what did she win this year? They opened at Austin? Mm-hmm. The most open OB yeah. course well, of all yeah, time? I'm really, regardless, time. regardless of like what Paige's struggles are or anything, it's it's mostly just, I mean, there's just consistency issues. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, that's the same with Katrina. Because, like, they've still proven that they can win. <laughs> yeah it's just there's consistency issues it'll be very interesting i i kristen tatar is i think the best thing that happened to fpo since Paige pierce because you have a lot of people tuning in to watch kristen um and that's what you want that's what happened with paul Macbeth and mpo that's what happened with tiger woods and golf dominance can get boring but people watch it and i mean if you the viewers back that up because if you watch round one there is there is almost as much people watching round one free on YouTube of FPO as there was watching the final round MPO mm-hmm. on DGN, um, which might not sound crazy, but that's pretty crazy that yeah, as many little, viewers watched round one there's FPO. A bit, there's a bit more. You said there was 10k. I think there was only like eight and a half k on. Yeah, I think I think it got to 10k on yeah. round one. I had to I'd have to look back. But when it went from it used to be like FPO was like half the MPO viewers. Round one FPO and MPO were were mighty close in views, and I think. The majority of that, in my opinion, is Kristen Tatar. It's very exciting People to watch. People want to watch her. Very exciting to watch. And she deserves it. She deserves all the accolades. She is a great champion. She holds holds herself very well. And um, she's great for the FPO. It's going to be interesting to watch it throw pink this year because she struggled there last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be... She needs the U.S. women's title. She doesn't need it, but like... That's the season storyline. she was mainly missing. Slam. Yeah, because... be so sick. I mean, if she does that, she'll also... 
obviously the season slam, but right now that's the only title she's not currently holding because a lot of them went back to last yeah. year. Like coming mm-hmm. into world, she was the current world champion. So like, Imagine. yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and you gotta like her at all the worlds again next year and are all the majors again next year. So mm-hmm. it'll be fascinating. Now on the MPO side, Isaac Robinson got out to a lead going into the final round held on um there was a few people that pushed it got interesting at some points but never really got that interesting anthony barella was able to clinch solo second place after some misfortune on 18 that's my dog Um, second that doesn't now what i'm looking at doesn't really make sense but eagle mcmahon and matty o finished tied for third because they both ob i swore eagle mcmahon went ob on 18 no uh no no, it was matty o oh yeah eagle did he saved 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 birdie oh he did yeah he did go ob Oh, the graphic said for par. I sw- I, it he was Maddie O and Eagle did. that rolled OB. Yeah, they they went OB. <laughs> Eagle McMahon birdied eighteen. I'm a, I gotta be around. Three. I I'm around for oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I was, was staring at that and it was speaking language that well, I didn't understand. Well, you were understand. around four. There's five rounds. Four. Yeah, I was around four. <laughs> I was like, that, we've done that like two weeks in a row. I was like looking at that. I'm like. I swear I yeah. watched his disc golf. We, we just yeah. stumbled on like a conspiracy. I was like, for a second Eagle McMahon shouldn't be in third place. Never mind. Yeah, yeah so Eagle we should have owed money. <laughs> we should have put the bet on somebody going solo second because it didn't look like that was going to happen. It didn't. No. But then Anthony Barella clutched up, hit the bird. Eagle and Matty O both went OB. They were all tied for second. It was, it was very, worth a ton very of money. unfortunate rolls, both of them. Yeah. And so Eagle and Matty O finished tied for third. They both hit the putt, which is clutch. Yeah. Um, and they both shot 13 under par that final round, one off the course record. Wow. And then AB finishing second two behind sir isaac robinson who again there was there was definitely some moments where At people one point, pushed him eagle was within one when eagle but eagle then threw a b on i think that was what 16 well he had a few pars there he had to basically birdie out i mean he was on a stretch where he just had to birdie out the back nine and he made a few pars well 16 was the he the hit whole, the, he hit that early tree on the par on 15 that was 15 yep um and at that point it was kind of like no, because that point it was like we got he's got to get. But he still down. he still had to go birdie 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 then. But the OB shot on sixteen is when in my head yeah. it was done. Yeah, and that stunk too because that drive was really good. He it just went too it. far. He just pushed it too yeah. far. No yeah. one's really done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eagle had his foot on the gas. I mean, Matty O to to be fair had his foot on the gas too. It was just um, at the timing of it where Matty O was coming up, it was kind of already settled. Because the other thing, too, is during that same stretch, it was a little relying on Isaac Robinson making some pars, and the guy just wasn't really making many pars yesterday. Yeah, uh, He shot 10 under that final round. He is, like, the most calm and collected, like, thrower, having the lead. He, like, is, he, did, he I, didn't look nervous. There was a couple yeah. times where he looked, like, I'll say passionate. Yeah. But not nervous. Just as in, like, you could tell that he was, like, soaking you could tell it how much in. He but, cared. Yeah, There's, but he wasn't, like, but he falling wasn't apart. He didn't look like he was, like missing a little bit right or missing his line a little bit and then getting nervous about it he just was a machine you do not want that guy having the lead in the final round yeah like it he, was i mean he's it, proven it is hard to chase him down it honestly made for like it wasn't it like it wasn't we had a super exciting worlds with the holy shot thing mm-hmm. so the expectations were kind of high going into this year, but it made it to where like well, it last, year, last year was Paul's, not the holy shot you're right paul's big pie <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the playoff well, last year was yeah. also a playoff yeah, you're yes, 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 yes. But um, it made it to where like this year wasn't. I mean, nothing crazy ha- really happened. No. no. The thing that surprised me most was whenever both Matteo and Eagle went OB on hole 18. <laughs> I mean, there were some there were some big moments and some big putts hit. Um, yeah. The was, battle for second was electric. But Isaac Robinson, this is very similar to what he did at Champions Cup, where once he gets there's some courses and both these courses played well to him, um, but. Once he gets a lead, he's just too consistent that once he has a lead, like what is what it feels like to me is he's a very consistent player. And when he's at a course that plays well for him and he shoots his round, like he's going to keep shooting those rounds. Yeah. So like no one's going to catch him if he gets a lead because he doesn't have a lot of room where he's like a wiggle room. So we don't see him win every week because I think he's doing the same thing at other courses. It's just some of the courses the score he consistently puts up isn't good enough to win. Yeah. And then on the courses that the score he consistently is going to put up is good enough to win, we see this weekend. Um, and that's that's why I like him at, at USDGCs. I know I understand he's more of a woodsy player, but USDGC brings a lot of those wooded aspects to the open because of all the OB. And that's why we've seen like Chris Dickerson win. And Isaac Robinson is the closest thing to Chris Dickerson since Chris Dickerson. Obviously, Chris Dickerson was in this tournament. But there is something... And maybe I'm crazy, but 
I honestly think for a player of the Isaac Robinson, Chris Dickerson game, Prodigy Discs is the best plastic on the market for them. Hmm. Their putters, insanely good. Prodigy's mid lineup, some of Prodigy's mids, you do have to search for them, but if you find certain M3s, M4s, the way they flip is unlike other discs on the market. And then you can find the archive of Isaac Robinson or M2s and stuff that you can really lay into on Anheuser. But Isaac's making his money throwing PA3s a lot of times. They have great putters and mids. Where Prodigy kind of falls off is when you get more to the drivers. But, like, that's not really their game. Like, yeah, he's throwing, like, the FX4 and the FX3 and stuff like that, like those fairways, but he has enough drivers that he's fine. Well, I mean... But he makes his money on those dead-accurate mids that have, like, crazy, like, late flip and hammering on Annie and letting it just slowly pan. And Prodigy's so good at those. And the good news for Prodigy is on the ultimate flip side of that card, you have Gannon who only throws overstable flex shots with drivers half the time, and yeah, he's true. also won a major with Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it seems like they just kind of got their bases covered. Well, the Prodigy Discs has had themselves a heck of a year. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at the leaderboard yesterday, you had Isaac, Alden Harris, and Gannon Burr getting themselves up into the mix. They all ended up finishing in the top six, but at one point, they were all in the top four, and you're looking at you're like, the young guns of Prodigy are all just right there at the World Championship. I'm surprised we didn't see any shots from Alden. They showed October. a few. Did they? They I showed one or two. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he was on the same card as... um, I forget whose card he was on. But mm. they, they showed a few shots of him. Okay. Um, but, you know, not, not a ton. I think it was because he was pushing, but he was so far ahead of Isaac. Because I think he was on the third card, and they were like a few holes ahead. Okay. At the pace he was setting, it was hard to believe Isaac wasn't going to meet it. Yeah, okay. Um because he ended up losing by five that makes sense and he shot one stroke better so he was down by six coming into it so he just need he had to do more yeah to win um and then with isaac putting up a 10 under he would have had to shoot the course record 16 under mm-hmm. to tie him yeah. but at the beginning of the year with the whole lawsuit thing between gannon and prodigy i don't think we would have expected prodigy to have as good of a year as they do yeah. i mean they're they're responsible for the world championship disc and the world champ discs always sell like hotcakes because it's a piece of history. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a prodigy fan or not, the collectors are interested in it. Just like MVP, those James Conrad MVs. Now, the James Conrad MVs, they made 55 million of them. So if you didn't pick one up, you can probably still find one at some retailer somewhere. Not us. Shout out Trevor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> story for a different day. Um, but those discs always sell well. The six claw stuff, like... So, Prodigy is having themselves one heck of a season. The archive even sold super well. Isaac Robinson's proving that his brand is almost stronger than the Prodigy hate. Yeah, because well, he's a very likable player. You also, I saw comments saying, "Huh, that Prodigy, uh, that Prodigy flashing doesn't seem to be bothering Isaac too much and stuff like that." Like people are like kind of turning and going on Prodigy side. Like who would have? Who would have expected that this year? It's it's yeah. definitely the best case scenario for them that people just keep winning with their plastic. And and you know, at the end of the day, Prodigy, you know, if you get the right stuff, they, they've yeah. got the good they've got some good well, stuff. Well that's the thing, is yeah. like the PA three, you don't really have to search for a good PA three no, that they, much. Yeah. No, some of their easy. mids you might have to a little bit, but the best thing they could do right now is make a video with showing his world's highlights and showing every single disc that he was throwing. Well, I was gonna on say the shots. thing they have for Isaac <laughs> is he throws a lot of new Prodigy. Oh, he throws like yeah. the FX4. Because if you go through Gannon's bag, it's all stuff that if you want to mi- duplicate, you're going to be paying like 70 yeah, bucks a disc. that's true. Like the people yeah. are like, oh, this Bowling Green D3 is my overstable meat hook. You're like, sick. Well, I know. Isaac, I, I bought yeah. a D1 because I thought it was going to be overstable. Mm-hmm. Isaac's throwing a lot of putters and mids and n- yeah. nothing he throws, I don't think is that comp. That's what I'm saying. Also, you're, the you're fairways on, he's throwing, those, their new fairways are really like they're, I mean, they're they're really good. They're they didn't have the, great ones before, but these new ones are really good. Yeah, they had because like when I was with Prodigy, they had like the H one V two was like some of their yeah, new stuff. And like the H three, they were they were fine. They weren't great though. Yeah, like the H one V two, I was expecting Nothing to be special. like Sexton Firebird, and it was like a beat up Thunderbird. Yeah, like you you couldn't really find certain discs. That's not true anymore. The mm. F the FX series in general is great. Yeah, the FX three um, and the FX four are both really comfortable discs yeah. too. The FX two is even good. I wouldn't call it great, but it's good. It flies like it's supposed to. Yeah. And then, obviously, their putters and mids is where Isaac's making his bread, and he's making a lot of bread. The PA3 is the people's burg. The tournament, um, no, it has more glide. 
Then people so? claim it has less glide than the Berg. Probably. I feel like I was watching Isaac throw the crap out of a PA3, and it looked like it was just falling out of the sky. And it helps him. It helped him mm-hmm. not go past. He really? Very far. Yeah, he crushes it. I feel like the PA3 there were several really shots work. that everyone else was throwing I, mids, and you yeah, throwing I kept saying, yeah. "Oh, he was going mid here," and it was maybe it's just the way it looks whenever it's in the air. It looks like it's just. Well, that's what the Berg the is. Is the people think the Berg doesn't have glide because what it is is that when the Berg loses speed yeah. it falls yeah yeah no that's fair for the pa3 um and the pa3 is like that that's mm-hmm. why i like putting with it is if you don't put speed on it, it's not going anywhere so yeah. you just throw it very but true. but if you have some spin on it that that disc goes very far yeah. but so yeah it, it, yeah, it is it's similar to the berg in the aspect i'll of say it just this man falls i mean and this is starting to turn into a prodigy promotion it's not really as it should to be and you just hey, I, they kidding. won the world championship but, like, deserve yeah, give it. them but give like their flowers, no, man. I'm I'm continuing to. I'm just Good. saying like it's got me wanting to throw a PA three. Like I want to put PA fours back in my bag. The PA three is one of the greatest putters ever made. Gosh, dang, I'll die man. on that hill. Maybe I I'll put PA4. a PA four back. We, in my, I love the PA four. Do we just chuck out a bonus code? Do we do it for Prodigy? Why not? What's Isaac's um code? Do we do uh code Isaac? Code Robinson or something or code? Let's Isaac? not go just straight player name. Let's do something a little more fun. Code mid range since we're talking so much about mids. World, world champ. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Let's just do code code world champ, one word. W Get you uh ten should we go ten percent or fifteen? Let's share the love. Fifteen percent off all prodigy. <laughs> there you go. Code world it. champ, fifteen percent off all prodigy foundation just.com. See, that's how you spin zone this whole Come thing. Come on. There you go. I don't even think we have PA3s in stock right now. I'm not now we can put that in the title of the video too. Whatever we have though. <laughs> yeah, whatever we have, go buy it. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh Anthony Barella, impressive second place performance out of him. Um I did want to AB is so tall. They had podiums. They had like logs that you stood on for mm-hmm. first, second, third. And was he as tall as he Isaac? was just as tall as Isaac standing on the second the place. <laughs> it was hilarious. I like looked at it. I didn't even realize because they were standing on podiums because yeah. Matteo and Eagle had their foot up and they were like holding up three because they tied for third. So they both had like just their foot. And then Isaac and AB were the same height. And I was like, that's funny. That's really <laughs> funny. So the podium should have been a little more drastic, I guess. But whenever I saw him hug uh, Gannon. At the end, I mean, it was like he was hugging a weeping willow tree. Dude, <laughs> was, Gannon, that dude's Gannon's huge. Lanky, dude. He's yeah, so he's tall. Uh, Calvin Heimberg was in contention, but ended up just kind of tying the, the final Calvin, hot round. Classic. There Calvin. was a few moments there, like one he missed like a literal fifteen footer. It was a it was a real difficult round for for round. Calvin fans. No, no, he tied Isaac's I was, round. Sorry, uh, I was really rooting for Calvin. I kind of put all my eggs in his basket. I, think, I I lost thousands. I'm just kidding. I think Calvin needs to thousands needs of eggs. to reset. <laughs> I think he needs to go back to the short hair. Hair's getting a little elatrious, if you will. Um, I will. You think it's an aerodynamics thing? I think it could be. I think Afro Calvin. I kind of like it though. Here's the thing: once you don't win for a certain amount of time, we need a reset. So I, here's the thing: I think he I needs like a bald opinion. fade. Dude. I think he needs like to go a back tape, to the like white a taper polo. fade. Oh, like okay. maybe get some Calvin doesn't give me those vibes though. I know, but like he needs a reset of brand. Yeah. I think I, he's got to go back to the white shirt final day. The anti Robbie C. Mm. Mm. Here's the thing: is that he's taking I too long off. not not but two weeks ago. I probably said I think on grip lock. I don't know what it is. I just don't really like rooting for Calvin. Do you know what? It, you know what? There you, you were. Know what's going but on now I changed my. I think it's because I think it might just be because I watched like from watching the Brody video, the practice round with him. I like got into his. It, it takes a little bit to try to enter Calvin's personality because it's not a loud personality. Mm-hmm. But once you get in there, he's a real. He's a real good time. He's very like that, yeah. and I, I really I like, like him now. I think you know I what love it is. Calvin. I think his clothes, his polo was fitting him too well. He needs yeah. to go back to those ones that kind of went down to his knees. That's fair. Knees Maybe, fits. Yeah. The shirts are fitting yeah. too well. That's he it. He kind of looks, yeah. He looks too good out there. He looked better when he kind of just looked like a little kid who was wearing his brother's hand-me-down What shirts. was that cartoon, like, secret agent show? Kim yes. No. What, what is it? What is it? Oh, um, my gosh. Um, Phineas and Ferb. Codename Kids Next Code, Door. He looks like a character from Codename Kids Next Door. With the, with the long-fitting shirt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Great one, Connor. Thank Very you. good. It was a team effort there. Oh, uh, it really helps. <laughs> what did you say? Kim Possible. Uh, <laughs> hey, fair enough. He does. Get, I mean, no. <laughs> no. Um, the other, the final big storyline. Oh, no, there's one more after this, but big storyline. Paul McBeth's decade-long reign is officially done. It is. Obviously, he was injured. He played okay. He, he played fine. He, yeah. he got himself kind of up into contention more than I expected. Ended up shooting six under that final round. With two um, rounds to go, I was thinking, yeah, he might he might sneak in there. Finished yeah. tied for 13th. He was injured. He's done for the season, I believe he said. I don't think he's coming back. So he's not going to play USCGC. Heartbreaking. Not going to play MVP. Um, 
I think that's partly injured, partly he has a kid coming. Um, And, you know, obviously you want to be at home with your wife during that big season of life. So in a way, the injury kind of works out because now he probably shouldn't be playing anyways. And no, I mean, Isaac Robinson's Thanos. So that's true. Uh, but there, there it goes. Uh, as quickly and mysteriously as it came, it's gone. Ten years later, Paul McBeth's reign of the World Championships. Now you do have to still like the guy coming to 2024 Worlds on courses that he designed. You, yeah. you gotta like him at New London. Gotta like him mm-hmm. in New London. Um, yeah. So I do. Gonna be I think very he'll tough be, to beat there. I think he'll be right back. Um, but that I think this this second place or first place was to break Climo's streak. Of first and seconds at Worlds, I believe that was those, it. Those climo streaks, man, um, climo streaks are hard to beat, and <laughs> no one. It, I think we can say, let's say it. No one's gonna do that decade long streak again. Our second or first at Worlds. Yeah, I would. I would say. I'm that. glad someone finally said it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's near impossible. Statmando needs to do. It was statistically impossible for Paul. And they to need have done. to do a list of like mm. disc golf's hardest to break records, and that would How definitely be, be up. And then we Climo's make nine a video worlds of us there. doing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot, but there it is. Um, it would have been an interesting, and I didn't hope he was going to DNF because obviously I don't want him to be injured. But I would have, it would have been curious the arguments of his streak still alive versus his streak's not. No, I respect he finished it out, but he finished it out because played yeah. pretty well. He very, he very easily, I'm sure he was in pain. Very easily could have DNF'd and just taking the easy way out. I yeah. do respect but him for that. He yeah, played he, he finished it finished out. Finished it out. But the birdie on 18 nonetheless. And he didn't he did round. not embarrass himself out there. No, no. he played solid. Which top is awesome. 15, top 15 performance at Worlds. Um but yeah, the decade of greatness is over. Mm. Um it almost feels like a turning of the guards in a way. Mm. Changing of the Changing guards. Changing of the guards. Yeah. Turning Thank of you. <laughs> No, no, it's when the guards just turn. <laughs> they're still turn. there, but they just... You know, yeah, that's also back. a term, yeah. Connor. Like a yeah, Connor, back off, dude. Uh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Back off. Uh, no, Turning changing of the, the guard is what it kind of... It, it kind of feels like in a, in a way, right? Like, this is the... This was the final chip to fall yeah. to officially announce the Ricky and Paul era Isaac over. Robinson's the new goat. Yeah. I, will, no, I didn't say that. Isaac Robinson's the best of all time. Sorry, greatest of all time. I also saw Nick Newton... Uh, my guy. Uh, I don't know him, but I was following. I follow this dude, Dylan Lotak, who was on his bag, and he was filming on his story. Um, the guy had to hit like a thirty-five footer on eighteen to secure the final USDGC spot, and he hit it. That's he sick. knew what That's it was fun. for. That's sick. And he stepped up, hit it, huge fist pump because he, he got his USDGC That's spot with a birdie. So on sick. So unfortunately, AJ Carey is the one that got bumped out. Oh. Unfortunate for AJ. But Nick Newton qualified for USDGC there. I believe I saw Grady Shue was one of them. Andrew Fish and Raven Newsom. Hey, shout out Raven. Some some college disc golf buds there. That's Raven, Raven. Newsom and Grady Shue getting into USDGC. So, wow, that's awesome. Uh, the final storyline I wanted to bring up. Where did Grady play? UNC Charlotte. Okay. He was on the Travis Chumley team. I think it was the year before you were there. Yeah, must they have been. Were, they were a filthy team. I bet they were. Um, yeah. <laughs> Avery Jenkins. Um, I wish I could. I need to find this post. But Avery Jenkins... Another streak died. Um, Avery Jenkins was supposed to play his 24th straight world championship, longest active streak, and he didn't play not because he didn't want to, but because he couldn't get in. So he was on the wait list. Um, He tried from what... I'll try to find this post. Um, Here we go. So... Avery Jenkins posted this. It's the end of an era, as I will not be competing in my 24th consecutive Disc Golf World Championships, longest active streak in the sport. I was unable to get into the tournament off the waiting list, and I was denied any type of past championship exemption into the event. Definitely not the way I wanted to see this streak end when obvious accommodations could have been made. I've been fortunate enough to compete in every Pro World Championship since 1999 in Rochester, New York, wow. and I've been president every Worlds at some capacity since 1991 in Dayton, Ohio. This is an event I've always been a part of every summer for decades, so... I'll be here with my family showing support of the event this week. The World Championship is the pinnacle event, and the most deserving player always wins. All the best players, all the best of the players competing this week. It's your time to shine. Sad, dude. I'll say this much. When there's like a billion spots at Worlds, there's a whole B pool. Yeah. You gotta have have exemption for a guy that won the tournament. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing there. I... Like, that's a head scratcher. That's crazy. I, I'm uh, anybody why? else, and I wouldn't be like, but he won. Like, you should get an He's exem- a previous chance. You should get a lifetime so since exemption. He, so since he didn't go, he didn't break the streak. Like he Correct. he didn't. He lost get the, the streak. The record. Gone. I mean, he didn't get the record for most consecutive. Correct. No, he just had the active. 
Okay. He's had an active yeah, yeah, streak. He going. has he has the record, but it like okay. yeah. it well, I don't even know increase. if he has the record necessarily, okay. but he was the longest active one. Okay. Um it just sucks because like I mean yeah, Avery Jenkins I mean, it's, obviously it's Avery he's not Jenkins. playing anymore. Yeah. But he was a he's an icon of the sport. Yeah. You know, world champ. And it is crazy that I mean, there's a lot of guys there with smaller names than Avery Jenkins who's never won this event or come close to even smelling it. Mm-hmm. And you got a world champ sitting on the wait list. Yeah, kind although, of a tough scene. Although eventually, when that world champ becomes like seventy-five years old, I guess it, I guess there has to be some point of uh, being like, "Hey, man, it's time to sit this one out." But well, think, Avery Jenkins is not that guy. He's not that old at well, all. Well, USDGC though, like <laughs> Climo would just kind of come throw a ceremonial shot and then DNF a lot of times. Does and that like count he, for the street? he took up, I don't know, he took up a spot of USDGC. Yeah. But everyone they put him on the first card out, and Climo and like yeah. Pete May would go play a few holes, and that was. It was like a ceremonial thing. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of that's what it would so have gotten fun. to. But that is so fun. It's a shame. It's gone. It's done. There's no other option. PDGA. They made the wrong choice. PDGA. Come on, um, PDGA, dude. And right, Avery Jenkins, right around PDGA people. election time too. Yeah. Mm. And mm. <laughs> Avery Jenkins. I'm writing people. in Avery Jenkins because he's not. It's not like he's <laughs> wow. like. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Very big of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not like he's I'm not huge. a part of the sport anymore. No, and he's still like, like he's a capable disc golfer. Yeah. 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 He probably would have. He probably he would not have come in dead last. Yeah. There was a lot worse. <laughs> there was a lot worse disc golfers out there than yeah. Avery Jenkins. So I had to bring that one up because mm. I thought it was kind of ludicrous. He couldn't play. Luda. I watched but, so much, so many Avery Jenkins videos oh, when yeah, I first dude. started playing. He lived, he was like all over the like deep in the game. Man. I had oh, a deep in the game yeah. stamped uh, FD. What? He also like yeah. you still have it? No. Oh Lost man! It. I feel it like blue. he was. He did a lot of like Dismania disc, uh, like reviews and throws and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude. So, Avery, if you're watching this, man, we love you. And uh, also, please send me a deep in the game stamped disc. Appreciate you, dog. Oh, if we so were running the world championship right around election time, <laughs> <laughs> if we were if we were running the world championship, your streak would still be alive. Just yeah, yeah. we would have given you a million dollars. We'll never know. Park. We'll never know because it won't happen. But like, we would have given you a million dollars. I would have not that. We would, we, I would have at least given you a hug. Yeah, that's true, and, we, and that's worth more than for. Uh, oh yes, I say when Worlds comes to Lynchburg next year, we have we, an Avery Jenkins parking spot. We have an Avery Jenkins spot in front of our store. All right. Yeah, All right, time for the fan favorite segment, Trevor's Trivia. Let's do it. I'll tell you what I got. What you got, Trevor? So, Trivia, Trivia. Who had the longest streak? Uh, Avery Jenkins. So, Stat Mando firing off just a lot of really fun uh, tweets related to the world yesterday. So, I figured we'd just ask. I'll ask some of these as as questions. um, Okay. Because they're fun. So, okay. First question. We'll kind of do it rapid fire. Kristen Tatar is the first back-to-back FPO World Champion since which player? And if you can say the year, that would also Valerie be Valerie Jenkins, 2009. That is correct. So I follow them Come on social, on, so okay. this, oh. this game might not be... <laughs> well, you might... You, I, I would be surprised if you remembered all of them. That was still impressive. Hey, um, that was still fun, though. I should have said I didn't follow them. Just be like, ah, I should have thought a little more. <laughs> Isaac Robinson... Wins the world championship, second major title. Let's see if Connor could get them first. If you no, win. no, yeah. I like his winner. Second major title and first world's win with two major wins this season. Robinson is the first player to win multiple MPO majors in the same season since. Which player? Which year? I, this is why I, I don't want you to wait for me. I, everybody knows that I'm bad at the ones that has to do with tournaments. We'll take a stab at it. So first one win multiple majors since another player. Yeah, you you, you in think the same it, season in the same, in the same season. season. If you think this through, you can get this. You can do this. It's only the majors. Okay. Um. Is it well? How many majors did Gannon win last year? Just one. Well, that's Good. not helpful. All right, Hunter, do you know the answer? I don't remember this Ooh, one. Oh, <laughs> we got a double stumper. <laughs> I double feel stump. like it's Paul McBeth 2019. 2019's the year that sticks out to me, but I don't know why. Okay. Like, well, I'm trying to think of major winners ago? that year. I don't, I don't, Paul won Worlds that year. Yeah. I'm wondering, did he win European Open? Because he didn't win USDGC that year. Um, Chris Dickerson won USDGC when there was only one major the next year. Obviously, Paul 2015. I mean, there's, there's a lot of other years Paul won two majors. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to say, Paul. But I wasn't sure if that was too I think, far back. I feel like it's 2019. That I is so crazy Paul. that there, there. I feel like there's such a big like Who jump won? so quickly. 
uh, can't be Rick. Because Rick would have been 2017. I don't think okay. he won any other majors. Because that only makes sense then. Um, 2019 sticks out in my head. I don't know why. That's correct. Okay. Was it Paul? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's correct. Why didn't you just say it when I said it? You could have saved me a lot of things. <laughs> like Mickey Pond. It wouldn't make right. you think. He so, did. since 2007. What was it? Was, was it European Open was the other major? Yeah, it would have been okay. European Open. Okay. Um, since 2007 in MPO, um, obviously we have 15 world's winners now, 16 with Isaac. Um, but not counting this year, there has only been one, two, three players that were outside the top 10 in the world rankings wow. when they won worlds. Um, Isaac was outside the top 10 when he won worlds? I'm not... No, no, no. I'm saying Be, previous, before, was, previous okay, to okay. Isaac. I think he was outside the top five, potentially. No, he's probably in the top five. What world ranking? This is the PDGA one? Um, this would have had to have been for, for these because, you know... Well... World rankings yeah. just kind of suck, so... I don't trust any of them, except for ours. Oh, Greg. Greg Barsby has to be one. Oh, Greg. Correct. He was 11th. Yep. Um, this is since 2007. One. Yes. Why did we start on that year? It's kind of random. Year Just to start. last fifteen. <laughs> Just to get into the tweet. Something to think about. You know, <laughs> why would you go to last fifteen? You could have went last twenty. Sorry, listen off some more. Who so World champions? Hunt. Well, I'm trying to think. Feldberg, I think, would have been in the top ten when yeah. he won. It could have been someone later in their career that that won just like sneakily. That might have been in the top ten that back was in the like, day. Yeah, but, but wasn't in yeah. the top ten when but they then won. They had one of their. Yeah. We got to think the last fifteen. We had 2007 was. I already don't know. Yeah. You keep on... I feel like you expect yourself to know the answer by the time you get to it every time because you keep on saying... Who like, won in 2007? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. You kept... You, it's just funny. You kept on setting yourself up I feel up like that's like a that. Feldberg one. <laughs> okay. 2010 was Eric McCabe. I think he was outside the top yeah, 10. Yeah, that makes sense Eric to McCabe. me. Um, I just realized that I meant to say top five. But you are correct. Eric McKay was outside the top five. Oh, There's okay. Like three outside top five. I I said top ten. I meant top five. And no, you're was one of them. So I have two of the three. Right yes, now. there's one more. There's player. one more. <clears throat> it's outside top five when they won. Yeah. Um. Well, that just every, got a every, lot more interesting. Start naming world. Well, champions. it's the same. It's the same theme. There's only one more player that sticks out on this list. <laughs> the other okay. ones were. Well, I mean, I would say there's maybe two that stick out on the Avery list. Avery Jenkins is a possibility there. He was within that time frame. But I feel like he was kind of good. It's honestly an interesting to see where some of these people were ranked. Um, beyond that, 2012, Paul could have been outside the top five in 2012 when he won his first. Do you think he was? No. That's why okay. I'm not going to say him, but he could have right. been. Just let the record show I said he could have been, so if I was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who won 2011 Worlds? You got to go more recent. Okay. More James Conrad. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Duh, that makes sense. Uh, interesting ones. So, uh, Felsberg, when he won, was number one yeah. in the world. Okay. Avery Jenkins was third in the world when he yeah. won. Okay. And Macbeth, when he won his first title, was one in the world. Wow. Yeah. Dagum. Surprising. Very interesting. That that part of you that said it? I was wrong. so silly now. You just ignore them. Yeah. Silly They're boy. Idiots. That's, well, no, I wasn't an idiot because I knew not to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, everybody calm down. He's not a silly boy. I was boy. processing my thoughts out loud. All right. <laughs> There you go. That was fun, Trev. <laughs> I like I like doing those. It always puts pressure on me because I'm terrible at the tournament questions. Um, unless they're ones that I watched over and over and over again on Jomez in 2018. But I love learning the things from them. You know what's so funny too is like right now our disc golf history. Like I'm I'm looking at that list of previous champions. Like you can go back the past 15 years and the 15 before that, and it's like. Climo Schultz, and then it's like you have this little transition period of like Felberg, Doss, kind of, and then it's like Macbeth, Wysocki. You have like these, like, it's very easy to remember disc golf history, but I feel like 10 years from now, trying to remember major winners is going to be impossible. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, though, if Isaac keeps winning them all. Am I right? He's yeah. right. Isaac. What, we, what should we do with him in the grip lock power rankings? Uh, I'll tell you where he's going. <laughs> all the way up. So you have Calvin at one right now, Gannon two, Ricky three, Eagle four, Isaac five, Simon six, Cole seven, Proctor eight, what Ellis happened? nine, Paul ten. Cole Rodolfo, what happened to him? He fell off, man. The, the, the that guy was round, in, he right? was the lead. Fell. It was the fourth round? Either fourth or third. He got on a lead card. No, nah, I think he died, I think man. He I mean, if I think about it hard enough, I could be brought to tears right now with how upset I am with with Calvin. Are you serious? Is it yeah. really getting to he you? He really hurt my okay, feelings. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Um, yeah. If you don't Fourth mind. round that he was on lead card? And just I'll put it in my blog. So I can see his score. Yeah. Yeah, it's fourth round. Three Dude, over. Dang. Poor guy. Cole. 
He was just oh. pressure got just got to him. But he already got me Chick Fil A. So I gotta fun. say, I think Isaac has got to go all the way up. You think to one? I think so. I think to two. Person, who's at one then? Calvin. Mm-mm. Not after what he did. Jump to me. him. Not let's just let's just do the stat Mando combo. I think he goes all Comparison. the way up. I mean, whenever I, I saw him hit that up. tree with that Toro, I, I mean, that just broke you. It broke me. We'll yeah. go since June. I'm surprised they haven't made baseline Toros yet. Yeah, like a KC Toro. CC Pro. CH Pro. Calvin Einberg Pro. Yeah. So Isaac's three and six against Calvin since June. Calvin's yeah, give six me, and three. Give me more recent than that. Like if you scroll down, like give me the last few events. And they're finishing places as well. Idlewild, Heimberg went second. Isaac third. went third. Yeah. Um, Deglo, Heimberg went fifth. Isaac went seventh. But Ledgestone, Heimberg went second. Isaac went 15th. European Open, Heimberg went fourth. Isaac went 12th. The Preserve, Heimberg went second. Isaac went 31st. Here's, here's my thing. Calvin hasn't finished outside the top 10 on this list. Isaac has a 30th, a 31st, a 12th, and a 15th. Here's all list. I'm going to say is all all I know is Calvin doesn't win important tournaments, and all we have left this season are important tournaments. Yeah, but that's the future. I think Isaac in second right now makes sense. I'll, I don't think he can jump Calvin. I'll say Calvin that's is fine beating him for the much. sake of time, but it's under protest. Calvin's beating him too much. Calvin's 100% top 10. Isaac's only 55% since June. Yeah, I mean, just, Calvin's I'm, just too I'm consistent. I'm sick of Calvin, bro. I'm sick. I'm sick of him not winning, dude. But he's just always there, and there's got it. There's something to be said in the power rankings for always being there. There's not something to be said for the player of the year, but for power rankings, there's something to be said. Yes. Um. So Calvin won. Isaac two. I like the rest. Those. Of this won't change much because a lot of these players played pretty well. Gannon v Rick. They both um, finished in similar spots. Gannon finished in sixth. Rick finished Rick in twelfth. Simon. Might be someone to look is at. Is Gannon here. below Rick right now? No. No. Okay, so he can stay there. Eagles below Rick though. Eagle could we gotta po- combine possibly look jump them. Rick. McMahon versus Wysock. Yep. <laughs> Eagles four and one against Ricky since June. They just Eagles been so good since yeah, June. My gosh, third, second, fourth, fourth, fourth. Ricky's been twelfth, eight, six, five, they've one. Both been really good. They've both been really good, but, but Eagles just been better. Been very good. But Eagle hasn't had a win during that time That's frame. True. But four and one. I thought you got to go Eagle. Oh, easily. Yeah, I think we flip Ricky. Because it's not like Ricky's falling off the face of the earth. He's just going down a spot. Yeah. Um, now we have Simon next. He also had a decent finish. Simon finished in 11th. 11th. Only beat Rick by one. I don't think he no. moves him. Colbert Dolan was in 7th. He slipped. He came in... He still did okay. 22nd. Yeah, you know, top 25. Um Proctor, James Proctor's Proctor next. did play well though, but Cole's coming fresh Ten. off of a win. Let's just go Proctor to Colt Riddell and just look. A win does matter a lot. Cole has him four yeah. and three. Yeah, I think, so I think we're fine I think there. Cole's good there. Uh, Corey Ellis after James Proctor and then Paul McBeth. We're gonna have we're to at. look at Corey Ellis. Was what did he do? I didn't hear his name all weekend. 55th. 55th. Ooh, Corey. Tough scene. Because he's still kind of uh, running off of that, that bye, major. Bye, bye, Mr. Ellis. Oh, there right? we go. I think wow, that was hot. Well, who are we on. subbing him with? Because Paul's probably going to hang on. I think Paul hangs on to 10th. Um, there's got to be someone we're sleeping on here. Let's look at Matty O. Let's look at Matty well, O. I think you're going to have to look at AB as well. Oh, you know what? Yeah, frick that. Let's look. Is AB not in our top 10? He just got bumped out last week. AB versus Corey Ellis. Had some I love Matty O so much. I three know and I say three. It often, but I love him. Three and three since June. Mm. They haven't faced each other since the European Open. Yeah. But mm. it was a second and 55th. Mm. I like Anthony Barella over Corey Ellis, but... Is AB the best to replace him? Yeah, let's, let's look at another player potentially. Matty O. I think let's go AB yeah, versus Matty O. I think Matty we o. do need to look at Matty O. Matty O has been out of the top 10 for a little bit, and I think that's might be. Well. AB's 5 and 4 against him. Wow. Now, AB does have like a 75th and a 64th on there. Factor that in. What the heck happened there, AB? I'm factoring. Um, versus Matty O's worst is a 28th. But AB has beat him more than he's lost to him. So you got to weigh that. And he's got the two most recent as well. He does, yeah. I think we I think we slide A B in there. Yeah, I think on, we put man. A B now. Second place should we go A B versus Paul? Just to see if he yeah. belongs in tenth or ninth. 
Yeah, good idea. They probably haven't one and one against yeah, each so other. They just like no matchup. PCS so. and that. So yeah, nothing. Okay. So I think we. But Paul's also not playing the rest of the season. Let's just put AB in ninth. Yeah. So Paul's gonna slip. Paul's the next one off the list because he's, he's not playing. Yeah, probably next event he's gonna be. All right, we have Kristen one, own two, Missy three, Holland Hanley four, Valerie Man Hanu five. First off, Missy to second. And I we believe. bump Missy up, leave own third because she did just win, and then Holland just took Holland. Third, I think so fine in fourth. Valman Hanu. I did not hear that name this weekend. I feel like we didn't hear it really many names other. She than came in seventh. That's probably going to be fine. Yeah, because the people in between are Evelina Solon and Henna Blomru, Silver Sarin, and Macy Valdez tied with her. So, all right, I think we're fine there. Easy enough. Kristen, Missy, Own, Holland, Val. There's the power rankings. There's Grip Locked. Hopefully, you enjoyed. Get outside today. Play some disc golf. Use code out. World Champ. Yeah, use code World Champ. Use code World Champ. Save on some off. Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy. Go pick up some Prodigy and plastic. You will win and a you, World Championship too. Also, everyone, everyone, give your uh, your Prodigy disc recommendation. Mine is a sneaky so, PA. I think we gotta do it in stock. In yeah, stock that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Don't you mainly because dare I'm gonna say PA three, and I don't think we have any PA threes because it's too good. Yeah, they just, we will. We will though. They flying off the shelves. They flying off the shelves. Prodigy. Uh, the A ones in stock. The A fives in stock. The Shadow Fax is in stock. Um, the D model OS. The D model S. The D two. I actually just put D twos oh, in my bag. D twos are nice. D twos are nice. Uh, F model well, OS. F I'll model say this: S. we have two archives left, or those might be in the store. I think they're in the retail store. Mm. I think they're sold out online. Oh, we have FX twos and distortions. Oh, MX ones. MX ones a great. MX one feels also really bag. nice. Yeah. MX one might be the that might be the move. I'm going. I'm gonna recommend the D two. I think the D two is a good disc. I I can't throw destroyers anymore this year. Um, and so I was actually considering the reverb or the D two, and I went with the D two. Haven't regretted it. Um, Connor, your choice is basically like Strider, Reverb, Shadow Facts. a lot of the new stuff. I say Connor probably hasn't even thrown a lot of the stuff that we have. I haven't thrown Connor, why don't you tell him about the A1, I'll, man? I'll say MX1 The A1's is good. The A1 is, if you want um, if you want a real overstable approach disc, that's a little more skippy, which is a very which is very usable a lot of times. If you want those skips around corners and stuff like that, I like to call it the A1 dope. sauce because it's all beef. Come on. All right. Well, we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye bye. Is the MVP open this weekend? Mm, did might they, have a preview show. Do they go straight into it? Pay attention. Might Hit have them a with it. Show. If not, we'll see you same time, same place. Do.